At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello and welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bon and Tony with you for the next hour, hanging out live at Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm feeling good because yesterday our little matchmaker V-Day Valentine's Day parlay came through. Toronto won 6-2, so that puck line portion of the parlay worked out. We also had the Clippers-Warriors game over, which hit for us. See if we can cash a couple more tickets for you today. Um, just four games in the NHL last night, a much larger slate today, so we'll have Nick Alberga of the NHL Studios Fantasy on Ice podcast join us, give us his analysis of the slate tonight. Ariel Epstein talks some NBA with us. She's also got a little flyer out there on next year's Super Bowl. Interesting futures look there and Johnny Avello give us his final recap of all things Super Bowl and what are betters doing now that the NFL is over so plenty to cover we've also got fader follow the big public plays of the day it's hot take Tuesday so you know things are going to get a little wild but as we do every day to start off the show it's time for our top five our stories that you need to know in the betting sphere starting with the Brooklyn Nets Finally won a game, everybody. Riddle me shocked. I can hear the hallelujah chorus putting an end to the 11-game losing skid. A 109-85 victory over Sacramento as two-point dogs. They never have wavered, by the way, in the league's odds as the favorite to win the NBA title at plus 400 currently. Last night was the debut for two of the three players they acquired in the new-look Nets deal with the 76ers. Ben Simmons was on the bench, but Seth Curry led the way with 23 points, and Andre Drummond added 11 himself. Next up, the Nets are at the New York Knicks on Wednesday. Brooklyn was one of five NBA underdogs to win outright last night. He, they joined the Thunder, Blazers, Pelicans, and Clippers. Will the dogs continue to bark tonight? We'll have to wait and see. It's February, so it was a pleasant little surprise to get a college football headline in here. But I'll take it this morning. Luke Fickle has agreed to a new $5 million deal with the Cincinnati football program through the 2028 season. He's also expected to up the staff salary pool by 1.4 mil ahead of the program's entrance into the Big 12 soon. Fickle, who's getting set for his sixth season with the Bearcats, most recently led Cincinnati to back-to-back undefeated regular seasons. Only losses in the postseason games against Georgia and Alabama, if you're going to lose anybody. Those are probably a couple of good ones. They were the first team outside of the Power Five to make the college football playoffs. Still no love, however, from odds makers looking to next season. As we look at the 2022-23 National Championship odds, despite being one of those last four teams in this year, like I said, 100 to 1 all the way down the board for next season. Speaking of all the way down the board, 
Here's a fun one in the NFL. Caesar Sportsbook has opened the 2022 NFL MVP award market. We've got Patrick Mahomes up top, as well as back-to-back -back reigning award winner Aaron Rodgers at the co-favorites at plus 700. Another Rodgers win, by the way, would be historic seeing as fellow former Packers QB Brett Favre, the only other player to win three straight honors. Um, Josh Allen next, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, we see those names. But like I said, way down the board, who is that we see with the NFL logo next to his name? Mr. Tom Brady, the newly retired GOAT himself, 45 to 1. Evidently, that is to match his turning 45 this summer. Assistant Director of Trading at Caesar Sportsbook, Adam Pullen, said that if he does not take a snap, all of those bets will be fully refunded. So why not take a flyer out on the GOAT? Anything is possible. Never say never, as they say. Um, number four on our list from last year's Super Bowl champ to this year, will Rams head coach Sean McVay step away? When the 36-year-old head man was asked if he'd return next season to the Rams, he responded, we'll see, adding he's just enjoying this moment right now. But a little odd to have such a non-committal response from the youngest coach ever to lead his team to a Super Bowl. McVay has two years left on his contract, and ESPN's Adam Schefter has reported a potential extension, but the climb to run it back could be a little bit more daunting than you'd expect on the surface. For example, Aaron Donald's future unclear, as are free agents like Von Miller, Darius Williams, Sony Michelle, and the injured OBG all on the market. They're also facing a pretty nasty salary cap issue going into this offseason. Per over the cap, some $14.1 million over the limit, which doesn't bode well for retaining players or adding new ones. Speaking of adding new ones, the Vikings have added a new one from the Rams, actually. Their coaching staff, uh, Minnesota, reportedly set to introduce the former Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell as their next head coach this Thursday, replacing, of course, the fired Mike Zimmer. He's believed to take L.A.'s tight ends coach and pass game coordinator Wes Phillips with him as well. O'Connell, now the second coordinator in two years from McVay's staff to land a head coaching gig, joining former Rams D.C. Brandon Staley, who, of course, just wrapped up his first year with the Los Angeles Chargers. The Vikings finished this past year missing the playoffs. 8-9 and nine record. They're 35-1 on next year's Super Bowl odds. 16-1 in the NFC title race. Now, as I said yesterday, was our first day without football. I kind of had one of those, like, Ricky Bobby Talladega Knights, what do I do with my hands moment? Like, it's my favorite sport. I got to move on. I got to do other things. But I forgot it's the NFL, which is the greatest reality TV in the world. So there's always drama. There's always things to talk about. So we've got a couple news items here that we're going to call good news or bad news. And one of them is regarding Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. So good news or bad news that Murray is back to posting photos in a Cardinals jersey. And, you know, it's been pretty well documented over the last week. Kyler Murray scrubbed his Instagram of all Cardinals photos, all Cardinals mentions. There's been reports of his perceived immaturity, lack of leadership. Of course, Garofolo saying that he may have pulled himself at the end of the playoff game with the Rams, yada, yada, yada. What does it all mean? Well, as you see on your screen, he has broken his silence with another cryptic message of his own. Said, I play this game for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me to get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about Never has been, never will be. Anyone who's ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go, love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. Murray has one deal, one year remaining on his rookie deal. And I just feel like this is like, to me, confirming the immaturity a little bit, posturing for an extension, obviously. I firmly believe he will be the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals next year. This is a bettable item, by the way. Um, the team has said publicly they are committed to him. At BetMGM, he's minus. 
1400 uh, as a favorite to remain the Cardinals starting quarterback week one seven to one odds if you think another quarterback will be under center but I think he's a Cardinal and to me I think that's the bad news if we're doing good news or bad news here um, if you want to win a Super Bowl in Arizona I personally don't think Kyler Murray's your guy to do it not like my team in San Francisco has a better quarterback situation but I don't want Kyler Murray long term. Why? So he can give me a, a great opening half of the season, be considered an MVP favorite, and then get worn down, injured, and incapable of winning an important game. No thanks. Um, Twenty twenty one. We look at this. Started the year seven and zero, finished four and seven. An ugly opening round playoff exit. Twenty twenty season. I don't think it was all that different. Back half of the year, finished six and three, missed the playoffs altogether. Every time anybody came on this show. Throughout the course of this year, trying to tout Kyler Murray as an MVP candidate, I was like, don't waste your money. What's Michael Lombardi always call those a St. Saint Jude's play? Like you're just giving your money away. <laughs> don't do it. So, um, yeah, I think if anything, you know, it's bad news for the Cardinals if they're going to keep Kyler Murray. Um, what did you see in that Rams game against the playoffs? Didn't they have negative yardage in that first quarter? It was just brutal. He's running around with the chicken with his head cut off. It was anyways. We have other news items, so I'll move on from that one. But that's how I feel about Kyler. Sorry about it. Good news or bad news for Colts fans that we are hearing trade discussions about their quarterback, Carson Wentz. Um, I like Carson Wentz. I hate to say this, though. I feel like it's probably for the best. I don't I don't want to be too prisoner of the moment on this, but I, I do feel like the Frank Reich and Carson Wentz love connection test out in Indy didn't really work out. Um, it's really hard, I think, to look past that Jaguars loss where Wentz fell apart with a playoff berth on the line. He had his worst game of the season against the worst team in the NFL. And I know it all can't come back on him for the losses to the Jaguars and Raiders. Um, he's far from the only issue in that. But Reich and Jim Ursay have both been very noncommittal about him as well. Vowed to look at every option. If the Colts were to trade him, They'd instantly save $20 million. That's so much, as well as $53 million that's remaining on his contract overall. Releasing him, you'd have a dead cap hit, um, but it would still save the team around $13 million. If it is a trade, my question is, who who's going to be your dance partner in this? Uh, Russell Wilson could be available for a trade, um, but at a much steeper price than you got Wentz for in 2021. If you look to free agency, get a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy Bridgewater as cheaper options. Is that enough of an upgrade or, I mean, even an upgrade at all? But the question all just comes back to, can you trust Carson Wentz or can you not? And I kind of think that we learned late in the season that you can't. This team was so talented and with a weapon like Jonathan Taylor to not be able to make the postseason – and back-to-back -back weeks, losing the opportunity to do so is just unacceptable, I think. Last one here, good news or bad news? Ben Simmons spoke to media this morning at his Nets introductory presser, and one of the takeaways was that he could potentially make his Brooklyn debut against his former team in the 76ers coming up March 10th. He said he's ramping things up to get into game-playing shape after the long layoff, and when asked if he'd be ready by that game, said... I hope so. So good thing or bad thing. I think, again, this is a great thing. Because what did I say off the top about the NFL? It's the same thing in sports. This is the greatest reality television any of us could ask for. This is like the real housewives of something, of whatever it is, of Brooklyn or Philadelphia, I guess. Uh, I wish I could have Ben Simmons mic'd up for a 24-hour period. And ben Simmons for a 24-hour period. Just see what we get. See what the truth is about all of this. Um, the 76ers, by the way, one of 14 teams in action tonight. If you do want to get in on any NBA action that is ongoing this evening, 
They're hosting the Celtics as two-point home dogs. Low total, sitting at 210 in that one. But yeah, with regards to Ben Simmons uh, coming over to the Nets, how electric would that be? The boos that you're going to hear in that building. Oh, I just... I mean, such a dangerous place. It's going to be so fun. Got a lot more to come here on My Guys in the Desert today. On the other side of the break, we're going streaking. Close on, as always. Like, I, I just don't understand why I get all these mentions saying, why aren't we really going streaking? We're just not. We're just testing the streaks in the NBA, NHL, and NFL. Um, college basketball, excuse me. <laughs> no, NFL is over. Um, and also, Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sports. She's going to give us her plays in the NBA. You won't want to miss it. Lots more to come. My Guys in the Desert live on Beeson, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Here on My Guys in the Desert, remember, if you miss any part of this show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, you can check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, or you can download and listen on your own schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. You'll get My Guys in the Desert, Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast, Hoops, so many more. They're all free and available right now, again, at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And listen, if there is one thing that me and Will Ferrell have in common, is that we're going streaking! Just, I'm doing it in a little bit of a different way. We're testing out some streaks in the NHL, college basketball, and NBA. See if we think they're going to continue tonight. Let's start in the NHL. Stars are taking on the Colorado Avalanche in Colorado. The over is 4-0, their last four meetings in Colorado. I'm saying streaking, so... This total went under on Sunday when the Abs beat the Stars 4-0 in Dallas. Um, but I think that the Stars will have a better offensive showing tonight. They put up three goals or better in each of their four games prior to that loss. The last time they were shut out was January 28th against the Washington Capitals. Bounced back that next game to score six on a Boston team that's a very solid defensive club. Abs are one of the most, if not the most, efficient offensive teams in the NHL. Their games have gone under recently because the other side hasn't done their part. I think Dallas does tonight. Give me the over six. Streaking. In college hoops tonight, Michigan State at Penn State. The Nittany Lions 6-0 ATS their last six home games. For the record, I have not bet this game. I'm not betting this game. The only hoops action I have tonight is Wisconsin plus 3.5 at Indiana. Book it in. I certainly lean Michigan State here, though, to cover. So I'm going not streaking. 
Penn State lost by 16 in East Lansing back in December. They're just 3 and 15 at home against Michigan State historically. Penn State's also lost six of their last seven straight up. And outside of a one point loss to Michigan, two point loss to number 11 Wisconsin games have not been particularly close. So a midweek game at Bryce Jordan, I don't see being a particularly raucous crowd. Um, I'm going the other way. Clippers at Suns. The over is 4-0 in the Suns. Last four overall. Total in this one, 222. I like the streak to roll on tonight. I had the Clippers uh, Warriors over last night. That cash. Um, I think they get here again even on the second half of a back-to-back. LA has scored 109 points or more in nine of their last 11 games. And while I know neither game these two have played yet this season has hit the mark, the Suns have put up 130 or more their last two games. They're averaging 118 and a half over their last 16. Over me, baby. I like it. Let's continue our NBA conversation with our girl Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook. She also, you can see her on NBA TV and Ariel. You were on the NBA bet stream last night um, for that Clippers-Warriors game. Were you more impressed by the Clippers or disappointed in the Warriors as you watched that one? Disappointed in the Warriors. Now, I didn't realize this. I didn't even put two and two together because here on the East Coast, West Coast time feels two days later. The truth was, it was a Monday night and the Super Bowl was the day before in Los Angeles. Who was in Los Angeles on an off day because they faced the Lakers Saturday, then had the Super Bowl Sunday, and then got the Clippers Monday. It was the Golden State Warriors. I would love to know what the Warriors were up to Sunday night and how long they were out until. They just fell completely flat against the Clippers. I wish that I knew that. I'm glad that I bet Steph Curry over 23 and a half points. I just would have bet more Clippers props if I put two and two together about the Super Bowl and the Warriors. Very valid point. Um, because he did watch them so closely, though, last night, the Clippers, like I said, back in action tonight, getting 13 in Phoenix. Do you think it's a coverable game for them or is the, the Suns going to roll at home? I'd have to take the Suns to roll at home if I had to. I stayed away from the game just because the last bet stream I did prior to the one last night, it was with the Phoenix Suns. The Suns were favored in that game by six and a half last Monday. They were covering the entire game. Then down the stretch, Phoenix ends up taking out their starters because it was a double-digit lead. And in the last minute, those backups ended up allowing for their opposition to cover. The Suns scare me in these situations when it's such a large spread by 13 the thing is, I'm not going to go back the Clippers in a second leg of a back-to-back. The best way to go and bet the Suns tonight is to go take advantage of those rebounds props for the Suns center, DeAndre Ayton, anybody else who honestly is going to rebound the ball. The Clippers have been the second worst rebounding defense in the NBA this year. Are there any other props on the slate tonight that as you dug into your numbers, you thought would be really good bettable options for people to potentially get in on? Yes, I have one that I absolutely love, and it's for a former Sacramento King, now on the Indiana Pacers, and that's their point guard, Tyrese Halliburton. I bet it's over 11.5 rebounds plus assists. He's going up against Milwaukee. The thing is, the Bucks have actually allowed for the ninth or 10th most rebounds per game, in addition to being bottom 10 in assists allowed. You go combine those two, and Halliburton has been incredible. In, in this entire season, went up against the defense bottom 10 in rebounds allowed. Halliburton's gone over in 14 of 18 games. Went up against the defense bottom 10 in rebounds and assists allowed. Halliburton's gone over 11 and a half rebounds plus assists in 
10 out of 13 games. The numbers just point in the direction of combining rebounds plus assists for the point guard tonight. Really good info as always. And uh, speaking of big favorites, the Bucks, another one in that game favored by 13 and a half. There are seven games on deck in the NBA with regards to a side or total. What's your favorite game out there? I'm looking at the Memphis Grizzlies tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm taking Memphis. I'm going to lay the points with them on the spread. Also bet them in the first half. The Grizzlies are 9-2 and two against the spread in the first half in their last 11 games. They're also a favorite with a rest advantage. Memphis is on a two-day rest advantage where New Orleans hasn't had any rest. When you have that situation, rest advantage versus a team with no rest, 71.5% is what these teams cover at. That's why I'm going to take advantage of Memphis tonight. Yeah, and I see looking at their schedule right now, winners of five straight, eight of their last nine, that lone loss in overtime and every one of those wins being by more than seven points. I know John Morant was questionable um, last time I checked after tweaking his ankle against the Hornets. He did play through it that game. He was healthy enough to gift his sister a Jeep yesterday, so I'm assuming he should be okay to go. Yeah, I mean, I would have to assume so if you want to go and just make someone feel good. Maybe it makes you feel good about yourself. (laughs) Um, One team not in action tonight, but I did want to ask you about was the Chicago Bulls, second in the East, winners of four straight, getting some confidence back after a little bit of up and down mid part of the season. Thanks in large part, of course, to DeMar DeRozan. And I went to see where his odds were at on the MVP board after he dropped 40 against the Spurs the other night. That's a sixth straight game of 35 or more points shooting over 50%. 40 to one on the board. Should he be getting more love than this? He should be getting more love. However, DeRozan's not in the category of Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, Steph, John Morant. I don't put him anywhere further than John Morant. However, if you want to give him a little bit more love, then maybe you make the odds shorter. The problem is, and I've been saying this all year, as good as DeRozan's been, his team is not necessarily going to be up there with the top four. His team also, he has Zach Levine, and Zach Levine is, Zach Levine's been out. That's why DeRozan's been able to go off. I mean, he just, he has the third longest streak for 35 points or more in a Bulls uniform behind Michael Jordan. With Levine on the floor, it just seems as if DeRozan falls off a bit. And also, with the Bulls not being able to be as good as the other teams that these MVPs are listed at, it's just going to be too tough for DeRozan to win the award. I wouldn't go bet it. I wouldn't. I, I don't really find value in it because I have to find value with a player that I feel could actually win the award. It's just not going to be DeRozan this year. Okay, while we're talking futures, uh, odds for next year's Super Bowl are, of course, out there. And I saw on Twitter, you post a nice picture out there saying the fact that the Ravens are 20 to 1 on BetMGM is a joke. Bet is in for 2023. Sell me on why this isn't just a homer play, Ariel. I know everyone's going to tell me it's a homer play. I have never bet a Ravens futures bet in my life. Really? Never. Not, Not a win total, not a Super Bowl. The Ravens are being severely underlooked 20 to one. I mean, you're going to tell me that the Dallas Cowboys have better odds to win the Super Bowl next year. I'm not buying it. The Ravens have a really good defense. The problem was half their secondary and half their defense was on the IR this year. As soon as their cornerback Marcus Peters went down with a torn ACL before the first game of the season, I said the Ravens Super Bowl chances are shot. They're not winning without them. Nonetheless, that same week, The Ravens lost their running back, J.K. Dobbins. They lost all three of their running backs before the game, before maybe game three of the regular season. 
Then you lose your quarterback, Lamar Jackson, midway through the season. The Ravens were still in the playoff mix that entire end of the year. And when they were with their quarterback, Tyler Huntley, backing backing up Lamar, he covered every spread until he was booked as a home favorite in the last, I think, game of the regular season. Otherwise, the Ravens stayed in it. Now you're going to get everyone healthy again. You're also going to be without Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, and maybe let's see who's going to go there. It's just great value at 20 to one for me. I love the bills still to a plus 750. I just would rather wait for the bills to lose a game or two, maybe get them at better value. The Ravens at 20 to one, unless I'm just eating my words and this team absolutely falls flat on their face. I mean, you're going to see the Ravens go shorter than 20 to one once the season starts. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. You could have called this year the injury plague of 2021 for the Ravens. No doubt. If the Bengals can do it after six combined wins the last two years, why can't the Ravens? Thank you so much, Ariel. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Stormy. Good luck tonight. Thank you. That's Ariel Epstein, host and betting analyst over at Yahoo Sportsbook. Coming up, fade or follow and director of sportsbook operations at DraftKings, Johnny Avello joins us live. Listen to my guys of the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Got a great new offer here at VSIN that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do now through the College Basketball National Championship on April 4th, just $29. Sign up now, get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, back bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. VSIN.com slash madness is where you can sign up today and we got a little madness of our own here as we look at fade or follow which big largely bet public plays going on tonight in the NBA college hoops NHL are we on board with and which ones are we not as we welcome you back here to my guys in the desert starting in the NBA we already talked about this game with our girl Ariel Epstein the Grizzlies minus three and a half minus four and a half depending where you got it at New Orleans everybody backing the road favorite 98% of the handle on Memphis Ariel likes this bet so I'm gonna roll with her on the follow train the Grizzlies are 14 and two against the number of their last 16 games as a favorite. Um, I still I looked in the commercial break to see if there was any upgrading of John Morant from questionable. Nothing yet. He's obviously their engine dealing with an ankle tweak, but I like the Grizzlies tonight as well. Maybe just wait if you're nervous about injury information. In the NHL, the Blue Jackets taking on the Calgary Flames. Total in this one is six, and everybody is on the over. This is another follow spot. I actually bet this last night. Love the over here. Flames won this game six nothing a couple weeks ago. I don't see their offense slowing down especially with their newest addition of Tyler Toffoli to the lineup. His debut expected tonight in a newly as a newly minted flame. Not saying they'll put up six again. I could easily see them scoring four plus though for a six straight game. And as long as Columbus just gets on the board, we're feeling good. Um, since that shutout loss, they're five and one averaging four goals per game. Their fewest goal scoring output was at Montreal with two the other day. In college hoops, the number 23-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks at Missouri. They're favored by seven. 93% of bets, 86% of handle. This one's a 
pass for me. Um, Arkansas just had that letdown loss to Alabama after upsetting the top team in the country, which, by the way, on our Fader Follow last week, we were backing them against Auburn. Um, but Missouri's been much better at home. Like, despite the number of losses that they've taken, they beat Ole Miss Saturday, had a one-point loss to Florida at home, one-point loss to Auburn, three-point loss to A&M, who they actually just beat on the road um, as well the other day. They upset Alabama at home when they were ranked 15th in the nation. So I don't know, seven just feels like a big number for me um, against a team that's played so well at home. Under normal circumstances, I fade, but in the situational spot with Arkansas, I'm just going to leave it alone. Um, let's talk through some more numbers as we welcome in the director of sportsbook operations for DraftKings, Johnny Avello, who joins us on the program every Tuesday. I hadn't got to talk to you yet since the big game. Let's walk us through all things Super Bowl. I know there had to have been insane handle. And it seemed like the number for most books at least landed in a good spot with the favorite winning and the underdog covering the spread. How is that for DraftKings? Hi, Stormy. Yeah, um, it worked out well for us. I knew it would be our largest handle ever. And, you know, we kind of blew by last year's top handle. Um, we probably needed the same, seemed like everybody needed the same side, which was the Rams to at least win the game and under. Uh, if the Rams would have covered, that would have been okay for us too. Uh, but overall, just a just a crazy monster handle and uh, and a good profit for DraftKings. So we're happy with the outcome. I know there was a good handle as well, specifically on Aaron Donald for MVP. Was there a little bit of a collective sigh of relief the fact that the you had to place your vote for MVP if you were voting by the two minute warning before ultimately that last defensive stop that Aaron Donald wasn't ultimately the selection? Well, we got some Cooper Cup money too, but think about this, Stormy. If you need the Rams to win for, you know, huge seven-figure decisions, you're not going to worry about if 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 one of those guys, we're going to win one better than the other is what it comes down to, right? If the Rams, if one of those guys becomes the MVP, then that means the Rams won the game and that's good for us. If the other side wins the game, neither one of them get the MVP. And so we pick up that money, but we lose on the game. So um, we're never worried about it. Very fair. Very fair. Um, I know that the prop market, though, does get a ton of love, especially on DraftKings with how many options that you guys have out there. What were some of the primary winners and losers for you guys? Uh, let's see. Odell Beckham, first touchdown score, 9-1. to one. That was a big one, uh, as well as any time touchdown score. Over five and a half sacks. I think how many were there? Were like your fifteen or something? I don't know. It just seven just on Joe Burrow. Seven just on him. <laughs> I mean, it, it just never stopped. Uh, the opening kickoff to be a touchdown. We that was a. Uh, I, I know one guy bet a hundred thousand on that bet alone. Opening kickoff to be a touchback. Uh, so he picked up. I think he got plus one ten. Nice bet there. Um, T. Higgs, anytime score, and then Cooper Cup to score a touchdown in both halves, six to one. And a lot, there were a lot of users bet that one. Wow. Okay. So now that football season is over, what, what do betters do? Where are you seeing the, the majority of Monday, these first couple days after the Super Bowl hangover? Yeah, it's not really a hangover. We go right into basketball. Basketball has been solid all season for us, NBA and college. Uh, and of course, with the Super Bowl being as late as it was this year, uh, the the conference tournaments are going to start, you know, the some of the not the major ones, but some of the underlying ones are going to start here in about a week or so. Uh, so we'll have, uh, you know, conference tournament basketball, which is big right into the big tournament. And then 
we've got NBA and NHL playoffs as well as a bunch of golf and tennis coming up. It's going to be a good spring and summer. Speaking of which, how was the waste management open for you? Did you have a blast? I really did. I went from the, I was there for three days. Then I went up to L.A. for the Super Bowl. And uh, now I'm in Oregon. So kind of chilling out now. You have had a very solid and fun, exciting week, no doubt. Um, because you did mention the NBA, uh, the Nets finally got a win last night, breaking the 11 game skid. They have not wavered in terms of being the title favorites um, throughout this entire season so far. What would it have taken for you guys to move another team above them? The Suns obviously close behind. Well, they, they've gone up a bit, Stormy. Uh, you know, they were as low as like 280. Now they're they're three dollars and 360. Now they're up to four to one. Um, you know, let's face it. You know, you you haven't had Irving and Durant together. Uh, you know, the team is it definitely is struggling with the team they've been putting on the floor. They're not going to win many games with that team. But once they, you know, get all the the pieces going together you get a little bit of uh simmons in there i think uh that team will probably you'll see that team start winning a lot of games yeah we will see what the impact of that trade ultimately is on the other side of that james harden now a 76er joining joel Embiid, who is the mvp favorite will his impact on the court you think divide any of the mvp votes when it comes to Embiid, or Embiid is is he the guy i know he's dealt with some injury issues in the past well you know harden's certainly not going to win the mvp but you know, Harden likes to throw in, you know, 28, 30 a night. And Bede's been averaging about 30, uh, 40 some nights. He's gets 35. I mean, and, and, you know, 11 rebounds. So the rebounds he's still going to get, he's good for about four or five assists a games. He's going to continue to get those assists, but some of those points are going to Harden. let's face it. Mm -hmm. So will he impact his chances? You know, probably I have to say uh, probably a little. No, that's good to know as we look ahead for some of those futures. I wanted to check in with you on the NHL market as well. See who's taking the most money for the cup. Uh, to, to win the cup? Yes, sir. Colorado has taken some money. Uh, we've certainly got some Toronto money. Uh, it's it's kind of spread out. There's There's no one team that's actually been getting pounded. That's interesting. I feel like, I mean, the abs have been there all year long and then they've been so steady and good and McKinnon back in the lineup. I'm surprised that they wouldn't have gotten a little bit more money, but when you're the favorite, the value is obviously lesser. Um, it seems like a pretty tight race for the heart trophy as well. The NHL's version of MVP. Is there anybody that stood out on that end? That's been getting a good amount of traction. Uh, Connor McDavid's taking some money. Uh, Ovechkin also, I think one of the longer shots maybe is like a uh, Austin Matthews. You know, he's one of the top scorers in the league. So, uh, you know, I think there's probably some money there also. But um, NHL is doing well. Uh, I'm happy to see it doing as well as it is doing. Uh, you know, NHL's had some lean years. Uh, certainly when I was in the retail book, uh, there weren't a lot of people that were betting as much as I thought they should bet it. But at least at DraftKings, being as many states as we are, there's a lot more interest. Why do you think there has been a little bit of an uptake this year? Uh, just... People that haven't had the opportunity to bet on it before now do. Uh, you know, of course, if you were in a state that didn't have uh, legal game, legal sports betting, you could have bet offshore. But a lot of people elected not to do that, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, only bet when they had the opportunity to maybe go to Las Vegas. Now it's just pull out the phone, Stormy, <laughs> and you're in action. I am in. I love it. Thank you so much, Johnny. Appreciate the time as always.
You're welcome. Bye. That's Johnny Avello, director of sportsbook operations for DraftKings. And as you look at that Hart Trophy race, he he mentioned Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, your odds on favor to plus 225. But Jonathan Huberdo, value there. Love Austin Matthews, 12 to 1. How could you not? When we come back here on My Guys in the Desert, it's Hot Take Tuesday. And we have more NHL action with Nick Alberga getting his plays on the night. Stay with us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Wrapping things up here, my guys in the desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 different varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. Plus, for your convenience, every variety also comes in two strengths, so you can find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, and it is Tuesday, which means one thing and one thing only. It's Hot Take Tuesday, where my producer, Stephanie Kamerschek, gives me a few takes. I determine the level of heat coming off them. I would like to also say, just for Stephanie, because she was all over Cam Akers, having two or more touchdowns, I told you he was going to be useless in the Super Bowl. Holla at your girl. Um, today, what are Stephanie's takes? The Lakers will miss the playoffs. That's one of the colder takes I've seen. I got to say, any of you that got in on the Lakers to miss the playoffs at plus 750 I saw a couple months ago, Good for you. I'm so jealous I do not have that ticket. Um, I also saw it at plus 220 back in January. It's off the board right now, but I love that bet. LeBron says they're in a fog. I don't think that they're getting out of it. Dropped seven of their last nine. Didn't do anything at the deadline, and the Westbrook experiment has been wonky as expected. What's the next one we got, Steph? Providence will make the final four. They have 20 to 1 odds. That's hot because in that conference, they're always going to be compared to Villanova, but I love that. 
20 to 1. I love Providence. I think they are a team that easily here could be a tournament sleeper. They do have two games with Villanova on the horizon, which will probably tell us what we need to about them heading into the dance, but those are great odds. Last one here in the NHL. She says the Golden Knights will upset the Avalanche in Jack Eichel's first game on Wednesday. This one's too hot for me, and I say that as a former Golden Knights ringside reporter. Avs are riding a 20-game point streak. McKinnon's back in the lineup. Eichel in his first game might anticipate a little bit of rust, um, and, and while he will be out there with Max Pacioretty, no mark Stone now placed on long-term IR to open up space for him. And Robin Lenner, their goaltender, will likely need surgery at some point with a torn labrum in his shoulder. It came out. He had surgery on that shoulder prior to last season as well. And that's actually where I want to start with our guest here, Nick Alberga, host of the NHL Studios uh, Fantasy on Ice podcast. He's an NHL DFS and betting analyst. Nick, our good friend Frank Saravelli, an NHL insider, reported earlier something that I have a feeling you like because you said on this show you thought that the Golden Knights traded away the wrong goalie. Reports that potentially the Golden Knights could be interested in Marc-Andre Fleury coming back to town if Robin Leonard's injury is significant. Well, first and foremost, hello. Happy Tuesday. Um, you know, I think it's interesting, but I think the more interesting part is that Kelly McCrimmon, the GM, has already dispelled those rumors. Uh, you know, very often this time of year with like five weeks like left until the deadline, a lot of crazy stuff hits the wire and, and very seldom does it happen. Um, but I think the fact that right away Vegas came out and said this, this is not true. I just think it's really, really unlikely. I think, you know, first and foremost, from a PR standpoint, I just didn't, don't think it would be a, a wise decision for a team who's done all they have the last little while elected to go with Robin Leonard. And now you're going to circle back on Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm not buying it, sadly. I agree with you. That report threw me for a loop. So I just had to ask you. But what do you think in terms of the impact of Jack Eichel in his first game tomorrow uh, against, obviously, one of the hottest teams in the NHL? Well, obviously, I think it's huge for the Vegas Golden Knights, but I'm actually tailing what you're saying. I like Colorado tomorrow night. I think far and away, they're the best team in the NHL right now. They're going to have their number one netminder in there and Darcy Kemper. Uh, clearly, Vegas isn't the same team with Laurent Brassois, their backup playing in that game. We know Robin Leonard dealing with an upper body injury right now. And I know Mark Stone, right? Like, how's the fit going to be on the top line? We think it's going to be Pacioretty, Eichel, and Evgeny Dadnov. And Dadnov's had plenty of opportunity throughout this season to play on the top line and just has really been hit or miss. Like it's not the same Dadnov that we saw back uh, when with the Florida Panthers. So I'm going to take the long-term approach when it comes to Vegas. I'm really, really curious to see how they look post deadline and into the Stanley cup playoffs, but I'm with you. I just don't like their chances tomorrow night, even if it's at home, it's against the Colorado avalanche, right? Yeah, yes. And if there is something we know about Kelly McCrimmon, it's that he's a guy that likes to make a splash. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. what their approach is to the deadline coming up here this next month. Um, another team that has made a significant change this week, Tyler Toffoli headed to Calgary anticipated to make his debut tonight against the blue jackets. I'm happy you brought it up because I'm feeling the Tyler Toffoli anytime goal prop Ooh. tonight at plus 250. Um, I, you have to be rejuvenated. I love Montreal. I was born in Montreal, but man, they stink. They have eight <laughs> wins on the season. You go to an excellent team now in the Calgary Flames. You want to talk about uh, teams to take a flyer on, deep sleepers going into the playoffs. The Calgary Flames are playing some excellent hockey right now, Stormy. They've won six in a row, trying to make it seven in a row tonight uh, to Foley. Reunited with his former Ontario Hockey League linemate and Sean Monahan. So I like him to score tonight. 
And I like Calgary to win seven in a row tonight, too. Okay, speaking of anytime goal scorers, um, Sidney Crosby in search still of the elusive goal number 500 for his regular season career. He's going up against the Philadelphia Flyers, a team that he has dominated throughout his career as well. Is that worth maybe a prop bid tonight? I would argue it's a perfect storm, and I'm sure you've heard that a billion times because your name's Stormy, as we all know. I like Crosby plus 131 to finally get that elusive goal for everything, quite frankly, you just mentioned. I actually, you know, dug some stats and was Nikki stats today, 49 goals and 78 career regular season games against Philadelphia. So roughly 10% of his goals of 499 in his career have come against the rival Flyers. He's at home. I do honestly, you know, pardon the take, but I do think it's a perfect storm for Crosby to get that goal tonight and then also for the Penguins to win tonight because, again, the Flyers are just not good. Here with Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy on Twitter, but now hashtag Nikki Stats tonight. Uh, one team that you and I have <laughs> talked about at length recently was the Edmonton Oilers, who, you know, speaking of changes, they made a head coaching change, got a little bit of a bump that first game out. Now they're facing the Los Angeles Kings on the road. Do you think that bump continues? I'm always cautious to back the Edmonton Oilers because they've broken my heart like 32 times, which is perfect because Valentine's Day was yesterday. <laughs> but I, I like first and foremost the new head coach and Jay Woodcroft. They're 2-0. and They've outscored their opponents 6-1 to in the first two games. And we talked about the revenge angle last time I was in studio with you. Let's look at the rust angle tonight. So there's a reason why I played Edmonton yesterday. San Jose hadn't played since February 1st. Conversely, I know it's a back-to-back. -back. It's a five-game week for the Oilers. But tonight, the LA Kings have not played since February 2nd. So I'm actually looking at uh, the Oilers to win on the back-to-back -back again because of the rust factor. I think against a better team, but it's not going to be tonight. And the Oilers will roll, not to mention it was a fairly quiet night for McDavid and Drysaddle on Monday night. Not a quiet night, though, for Evander Kane when it came to the booze, was it? Mm, no, no. <laughs> no video tribute. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> um, with regards to Edmonton, though, do you think that this is a team, if they do the right things at the trade deadline, could be more poised for a turnaround? Or do you think as the season goes on, the collapse is inevitable? I think there's value, certainly, any team that has maybe the two best players on the planet right now, and I like the Evander Kane pickup as well, but it's 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 quite clear. Like, we, we started this segment talking about Marc-Andre Fleury. I think it's a perfect fit there. Number one, would he go there? Number two, do they have the cap space? It remains to be seen, but I think if they're serious about winning this season, I just don't know how much stock you can put in a rookie like Stuart Skinner. I know he gets a shutout last night, or Mike Smith, who's getting up there in age, or Miko Koskinen who's an absolute sieve, in my opinion. I, I think it, it's quite clear in my world they need to upgrade when it comes to the goaltender position. So I don't care if they score six goals a night. If they don't get a new goalie, they're going nowhere, sadly. Yeah, we know Flurry has that no-move clause. Uh, so if yeah. he were to move, it'd have to be on his own volition. And we all know Chicago hasn't really been the greatest situation so far um, because we're talking Connor McDavid. He's obviously the odds on favorite to win the heart trophy this coming year, but I think there's some other value on the board. What are some names that stick out to you? Yeah, clearly Alex Ovechkin uh, is on that list and Jonathan Huberto. It's going to be great to see the Florida Panthers play hockey again. We talked about the rust factor, certainly with no Olympics and the revised schedule. A lot of teams have a lot of time off. We talked about it with San Jose last night, Los Angeles tonight. The Panthers are back in action. And I think, you know, I'd really be looking and, and looking at those two guys specifically in Alex Ovechkin. You know, number one, what he's put together throughout this season, given how many bouts with COVID the Capitals have had, uh, their leaky goaltending, 
uh, how many guys have been injured. And Ovechkin, just the pace he's on at his career, I think he's atop my list right now. Maybe put him 1A and 1B is Jonathan Huberdeau. Again, I think because of the market he plays in, doesn't get the play in North America, but he's having a phenomenal season and really overshadowing another great player in Sasha Barkov. So those are the two guys I'm really looking at right now. Got about 45 seconds with you remaining here. We talked about some players to keep an eye on, teams to watch the back half of the season that you think could really increase their chances at making a Stanley Cup run. To me, it's the St. Louis Blues. Like, I'm going to double down on the conversation we had a couple mm-hmm. weeks back at All-Star Weekend. Uh, Billy Husso is doing the same thing Jordan Bennington did three years ago. This guy's outstanding. He's taking that number one job. Bennington can't make a save. So, Stormy, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues as my sleeper. You're the man. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Take care. That's our guy, Nick Alberga. Make sure you check him out at the NHL Studios Fantasy on Ice podcast and give him a follow at the Golden Muzzy. Um, I love that Flames game over the six goals tonight. So that's my final play of the evening. That's a wrap on my guys in the desert. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up next on Beeson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.